0: Hi, I'm Don McDaniel, CEO of Canton & Company. Welcome to this episode of Canton Pulse. I'm very excited to introduce my guest today, Vernita Bacchus. Vernita serves as the Chief Executive Officer for Friend Health, a federally qualified health center in Chicago, Illinois. For more than 20 years, Vernita has led FQHCs and other organizations through challenging startup, turnaround, and change environments. Vernita, I'm thrilled to speak with you today. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: First of all, I am honored to be here with you today. So thank you for having me.
0: Bernita, so let's start. Would you give us a little bit of your background and go a little bit deeper? And and I'd love to hear a little bit about Friend Health because you've had an extraordinary experience there, it sounds like.
1: Sure. So I'm Bernita Backus. I am the CEO of Friend Family Health Center, doing business as Friend Health. And I'll talk with you about that journey uh, i have been here since july of 2013 so next month 10 years 10, ten years we're, we're at 10 years we need a party and time has flown <laughs> so you know when you're having fun it flies by yeah uh when i came to friend health i i, I came uh moved to chicago from kansas city missouri i previously was ceo of Swope Health Services, which is an FQHC that's been around since 1969. So one of one of the first uh, in the country. And uh, I moved here uh, to lead Friend Family Health Center. And at the time, Friend Family Health Center was a small uh, FQHC. Uh, we had approximately 25,000 patients, unique patients, Uh, about 110 employees, and we were about a $12 million a year um, annual budget. And I saw that uh, in speaking with the board that there were so many opportunities for this organization sitting in the heart of the South side of Chicago. And, uh, you know, was really excited to be a part of the organization. And over the years, we have grown uh, an organization of 26,000 patients to about 47,000.
0: Yeah, no. And so and I was going to comment because the story is really a fantastic story. You know, 10 years and really exponential growth in 10 years and talk a little bit about how did you really drive that? And, you know, as an example, I know you've got a really fantastic team and what did team mean to that? And how did you recruit the kinds of leaders that you needed to recruit? And, you know, we I'd love to talk a little bit about strategy on this. Obviously, you did some pretty interesting strategic things. Vernito, and I think it's fair to say, it's changing now a little bit, but this was not conventional wisdom in the FQHC world. It wasn't like FQs were running around, you know, putting pieces together so that they could do more for their communities. But you did. So first of
1: all, I, I, I have to give uh, credit to the board of directors of, of Friend Health. The board has been very supportive. Um, and, and I, I uh, often say that they do a really good job of balancing the challenge and the support. So they are not by any means a rubber stamp board. They, yeah. they challenge, challenge, Good. challenge, question, but they support right. at the same time. So right. that that was a big piece because they also had to approve a merger yeah. that they had never done. You know, yeah. they hadn't been yeah. through that process. Um, and, and with regard to recruiting the team, uh, you know, that as a CEO, I, I often say that, we do a lot as CEOs. However, there are very few things that we actually do. We have to get it done through our teams. We have to get it done through our, our executive team, which ultimately, and, and this will tie into strategic planning, of course, yeah. uh, you know, has to flow through the organization. And I learn, um, it, it is reinforced with me every day. That the executive leadership team is so critical to what we do. Um, you know, it, it, for for experienced CEOs, I, I would imagine they can relate to uh, having a vision or having a message or having a philosophy or or uh, uh, supporting a culture. And when you talk to the front line, they look at the you know look at you as though you're talking. A foreign language, right? Like, but this should be flowed yeah. through the organization. Yeah. How do we do that? So, so what I have learned, and again, has been re- reinforced over the years, is how critical it is to bring on folks who can catch the vision, can be supportive of the culture that that you are wanting to uh, establish and create within the organization. So, recruiting. Um, uh, folks who, first of all, had the skills and then had the ability to catch the vision and help carry that forward uh, is, is very, very critical and has been very critical in the success of the organization.
0: I, I, I love what you said, and I, and I think you have, um, in your background, you you had uh, a lot of um experience in the human capital discipline, right? So that was, I I hear you like a people-centered sort of approach to how you think about this. I, I also loved what you said about, you know, catching the vision and pushing it down, because I think that sometimes, like, I, I think organizations don't feel like, uh you know, staff level people can, uh, you know, can understand or whatever. And it's just the reverse. You know, the reality is people are craving, they want to get behind a shared vision or, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's really wonderful. It's interesting that you say this too, because what prompted really, uh, we, we love talking about strategy and strategy development and planning at the same time. It's sort of funny because, When you talk to leaders about strategic planning or you just talk in general, some people look at you a little bit like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. I hate having to do it or or, yeah, we're required to do it or my board makes me do it or, you know, and there is often, you know, what people call the strategy execution gap. Like, okay, so you work on stuff or, you know, you get together with your board once a year and you come out, you know uh spitting bullets and ready to go but you know not a whole lot really happens and so we 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 wrote some stuff recently and we've been calling it the strategic planning paradox and the, and the notion of the paradox is hey it's probably the number one the, the number one tool in the bag of a leader strategic planning a lot of organizations do it but it, it fa- they fail a lot you know there's not a there's not a follow through uh, and we call that the plan do gap like you know you talk about stuff or I like to say, you know, a lot of sawdust and no furniture. But talk a little bit about because, and and it, of course, teams a big part of it. The vision, the socializing, the crowdsourcing. But how do you how do you make that? You, you know, what you all vision. To do and put the organization ahead. How do you make sure it happens and you create accountability and you track it? You know, talk a little bit about that if you wouldn't mind,
1: Don. That is so critical, and and you're right. I do have an undergrad in accounting, and then uh, late in my career uh, or mid career, I guess I went in. I went into human resources, and uh, so I have that balance. I believe a good balance of of the financial and and the human and. What I have learned and seen and observed is the majority of the folks we work with really want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But they want also want to know what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. And, and and to be able to articulate what the expectations are, how do we do that without a plan? You know, right. how, how how do we how do we bring folks together so that we can ensure that we're all rowing, you know, in the same direction Yeah. without a plan that is so difficult to do. So I believe it is really important to, uh, one, to develop the plan Mm -hmm. so that you're not all over the place. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you from experience, I've had the luxury of having a plan, but I've also had The uh, challenge of working uh, either with a plan that is not so well established Mm -hmm. or a plan that is just, you know, that really you almost really have to set aside so that you can deal with what, what is happening. One of the other things that I've learned is everyone may not agree. However, if they understand the why then then there's a decision point you know understanding the why even if i don't agree then i at least have an idea as to
0: yeah why we're moving in this direction that's a great point i mean look that's i think it feels a little bit like we've gotten somewhat away from personal responsibility but the person has to create the value too you know that person that's in the center of that so talk a little bit about how you all as a team as a leadership team or otherwise how do you start thinking about okay? Um, and I've heard I've heard people describe the strategy as sort of the stuff that we don't do it every day, we're running the business every day. So if we don't document the big things that can really change the game for our patients, okay, or whatever, then we're not going to do them, right? So we're sort of like, okay, let's really, how do we advance the ball? How do you how does your team think about, you know. We could really do a lot more that is a common thing by the way I hear in, in health centers a lot of this hey how we get ahead is tied to how we can help more people how we can do more work how we can serve more folks so how how do you guys uh, plan for that as a team?
1: what we have done uh, most recently is we've attempted to and and I, and I believe we're successful uh,
0: yeah.
1: to identify what is for lack of a better term the North star, what, what yep, is, what's yep. the, it, yep. what is it that we are all rallying around and uh, we, we identify that. And then as we are looking at, cause it, it, as you know, there are people calling every day, all day. Can you do this? Can you do this? Will you partner on this? Will you partner on that? Well, it, it, and what we have attempted to do is basically have a set of questions. Does this move us forward in accomplishing those goals? you know mm, that, that, mm. that goal? Can we can we hit our target? Yep. if we do this? Is this distracting mm-hmm. to us?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you know there, there are some tough decisions that have to be made mm-hmm. uh, often where we mm-hmm. say it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we have to say that internally to some mm-hmm. of the team. Sometimes yeah. we have to say that to board members. Sometimes we have to say that to funders. Yeah, if it is too distracting and it takes away from us moving forward uh, strategically, and, and it, then then we we have to say no. So we we attempt to ask the hard questions, establishing yeah. the why. Right uh having the the data to support how you're moving forward, and then taking the time to have that robust dialogue and um, and be willing to uh, be disruptive. We yes. really, um, yeah. I believe have created an environment where we can challenge each other and uh, and, and then, you know, come to some point of agreement uh, and move forward to support that overarching goal. I
0: I really liked what you said about asking why and sometimes why not. Like sometimes the answer is to not do things, you know, to do less or, you know, eliminate something that you're doing. So um, again, a lot of awareness. It sounds like also your North Star comment, you know, fidelity to your mission. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we here? What are we really trying to do here? What would you say, Bernita, you, you've you've had a really dynamic and still have a dynamic career. We we, we you're not past the hill, right? But but I, I, <laughs> you've done a lot. But when you talk to young leaders and this topic comes up about strategy and alignment and and accomplishing things, what what are you telling people? What 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 kind of advice do you give other leaders?
1: You know, one one I I encourage them. To first of all, don't be timid. Uh, you know, so, sometimes you sometimes you may be out there alone. Uh, you can't be afraid to do that. But but the other thing is to grow every day. Growth and development every single day. I have this, um, this saying that I, you know, I often say, if you keep your eyes and ears open, you'll learn something new. Every single day. And, and sometimes I have to remind our staff and, and others that we have as a, as a fairly qualified health center, we have a target population. Yeah. I have to remind the board of that when yeah. we're doing strategic planning, you know, yeah. because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, we should be doing this and we yeah. should do but so yeah. We have, we're here for a purpose.
0: You're serving a group. And yeah.
1: We, we, right. we do. And, uh, and so keeping, keeping that, Focus uh, is a discipline,
0: yeah.
1: and you know it goes back to growth and development. Uh, yep. Continuing to to develop oneself and and and, and the organization, um, it's 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 a discipline. And I believe the more we educate ourselves, the more experiences that we have, then. You know that discipline. I I believe you know is is a part of that process.
0: Well, that that's 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 a great way to to end our time. We're, we're stalking you. We can't <laughs> wait to see what happens next. Really enjoyed this time together. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Vernita.
1: Same here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And to our listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of Canton Pulse. Canton Pulse is brought to you by Canton and Company the leading strategy, performance, and growth optimization firm focused exclusively on the healthcare industry. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. For more episodes and resources, visit us online at cantoncompany.com. Thank you, and I look forward to sharing our next episode of Canton Pulse.